Brought to you by the Positive Aging Community, the leading resource for senior housing, aging in place, and professional resources. For more than 33 years, the Positive Aging Community has fostered a community that helps make choices easier and more accessible. Hello and welcome to the Glowing Older Podcast, where we interview experts on the business of aging well. I'm your host, Nancy Griffin, and I'm so pleased to be here today with Nicole Will, the founder of Will Gather and fellow podcaster. Welcome to the program, Nicole. Thank you, Nancy. I'm thrilled to be here with you. I loved visiting with you in the past, so I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Me too. I've been a big fan of your show. So before we dig into that, tell us about your background. Yes. Well, I'm the founder of Will Gather, and I really see that as we want to enhance the well-being of our older adults, those family caregivers, elder care professionals with that valuable information and resource. And so we really do that through our podcast, which is navigating the world with your aging loved one and our boutique gift shop, Gigi Betty Co., named after my grandma, who was really instrumental in my understanding of those family caregiver needs. So I feel like families have, they feel so empowered when they have information. And so if we can amplify and elevate those initiatives and support and resource in the care economy, it just makes me so happy that we can encourage and give hope to them. So uh, my grandma moved in with our family when I was 15. So it's I've merged my two worlds together of having worked in senior living for many years and then my grandma living with our family and we cared for her until her passing. So. I just, you know, we walked through life with her and really understood that family caregiver journey. And then working with those older adults and more of that uh, clinical setting and bringing those bringing those worlds together. So brings me to where I am today, which I'm super grateful for. Well, we started, you started a few months before I did, um, May 2020, I think, right? Um uh- yeah, uh, but you've interviewed hundreds of um, of experts, and uh, it seems like your audience are are both uh, professionals in the senior living and aging services industry as well as caregivers. How does that work, um, catering to those two audiences? Yeah, you know, I felt like when I was in the senior living world, I had access to information and resource and people that were doing really, really cool things. And in my family caregiving world, we had all these families with questions and they would reach out. And I thought if we could bring and expose what's happening in the world of care and the support services that are available to families and bring that to them in this approachable, digestible way. That is what my mission is. So it's interesting. I feel like uh, when I meet with different founders or educators, they all typically have had a story of personal caregiving and they've created their product or their mission because they wanted to have it uh, support families in a way that they maybe didn't feel supported. So they felt a need. So they created a solution 
out of the problem that maybe they were experiencing or the challenge that they were experiencing. And then I think hearing from family caregivers, we identify when we see parts of ourselves in other people's story. And when we can hear them being vulnerable and honest and sharing kind of the real uh, emotions and challenges that go along with that and what they've learned, we can pull that out and uh, identify with that and feel encouraged a little bit. So it really is, uh, I like the opportunity to bring that together. And so that families go, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was available or this resource or this perspective that helps me understand the journey that I'm on or from the professional side, tools that I can use in my work and to encourage other families and just having an awareness of what's out there in the space. So it seems like you're getting approached by um, by older adults or um, the adult children um, in, in trying to figure out what they're going to do for the third act. So do you see that being a new profession? <laughs> that, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> yes, you know, I do. I think that there are there's such a need and when we look at the statistics of family caregivers we know that there are so many people that are going through that so you know the number i think a lot of us like like to use is there's a 53 million unpaid family caregivers and it's only growing there's uh you know according to arp an estimated value of unpaid caregiving provided in the U.S. is like 36 billion hours of care valued at $600 billion annually. So when we look at that, we know that, okay, there's this huge need to feel supported. And a lot of people are going through this time of life. And we don't always, you know, I always like to say, we don't always identify as that family caregiver, unless it's put into context for us. Okay, we're caring for mom or dad, or uh, yes, I have a neighbor that I stop by and and help with things. So there's definitely a need for the support, just given the numbers, but also people are looking at how does this time of life play a role? And then where can I go to for support? So I really feel that maybe even rather than reaching them on that third act of when they're really in it and that event or crisis, but let's shift our mindset and join them on the first act when they're just doing life with people that they love and they want to set themselves up for success. Because out of all the, you know, hundred and some guests I've interviewed, that's the main theme is plan ahead, plan ahead, plan ahead, make those decisions, think through how we can put things in place so we can age well rather than act in crisis and under duress. And I really feel like not only as us in the care economy and the work that you're doing, but also in senior living, we're the perfect guide to be able to provide that education and insight for families so that they can see the path to the future really clearly and guide people through our education, our experience, our passion, our heart to serve older adults and create this ecosystem of support. So I do feel like it's growing. I do feel like there's great people that are 
doing really good work and it's just going to continue to grow, especially as large health corporations, insurance companies, people that are not necessarily maybe in the care economy space, but businesses that surround it and are working with families and older adults, they're saying and seeing we need to reach those adult children and we need to be this beacon of hope for them uh, before they need to maybe dive into some of those deeper decisions, but just so that we can be seen as that support system. Well, I, I know in our last conversation, you mentioned that you see a bigger vision for senior living uh, as a resource for these mm-hmm. adult children. So talk to us about some of the challenges and opportunities you see in the senior living industry. Yeah, you know, I believe that there's so much opportunity. So kind of what I spoke to before about being that guide, I we as families are we're looking for information. And when I look at the format of, you know, let's say the podcast, there's different categories of care that I believe those things fall into. So we're looking at family dynamics, right? How we uh, support uh, those caregiving challenges, what care technology is available, uh, how we can support our quality of life through that, there's different legal support we might need to navigate, financial, our wellness, looking at that. And so for for senior living, understanding the family caregiver's journey is the first step in engaging and supporting them. So I think it's important that we have an understanding of the landscape of who are family caregivers, what are their challenges, what are their joys, why are we talking about this? Why is that important? And why does it matter? And so when we understand that, so I think the first challenge is an opportunity is really learning about what is happening in the care economy space. And I think when you and I spoke before, it was really looking at, I see we've got family caregivers and care economy and caregiver businesses kind of on one side, your listeners can't see me, I talk with my hands, kind of on one side, and we have senior living over here on the other side. And when I do research and when I talk to families and when you ask them, where do they go to for support, they really don't mention senior living. They look at senior living as once I need to make that move or an event has happened or crisis, then I'm going to go and I'm going to look for uh, a transition or whatnot. But my my call and my challenge is, let's really look at how do we support them in that first act of just being that beacon of education and support and, and changing the perspective. And I think senior living has often positioned itself as the hero in the story of helping family and older adults, and they are to some extent, but I really view the family and the older adult as the hero of the story and that we are the perfect guide for them to be able to walk through this journey. You know, we're the perfect expert in senior living. We are the perfect guide. We have the education background. We have the experience to that we've been working with older adults. We've got the passion. And so how do we as 
as a company or as senior living really participate in that family's transformation to be able to see themselves as a better version of themselves being supported with that education and that support. So I believe that it's looking at opportunities of where can we begin? Uh, I know a lot of senior living communities are really doing this well. The podcast I released yesterday was with the senior living community and they partnered with a expert who was an occupational therapy about how do we set up support systems in our home. So I think that while we have all these fancy tools and incentives for families, it's really simple that I want to feel cared for. They want to feel understood. They want to feel supported. And so it's partnering and seeing what's happening in the care economy space that, you know, this is a good place to start if we don't have the bandwidth and the budget to have maybe those departments within our communities partner with people that do and provide that education and that resource and have a pulse on what's happening and how other companies and other people are supporting those families so that when we interact with the community, when we're providing that education, we go, oh, this is who can help you figure out your financial challenges. This is who can give you guidance on legal. This is the documents that you really need to sign. This is great self-care when you're feeling burned out. Here's who speaks to that. Here's who's going to be able to encourage you when you're feeling all of those emotions. So I think it's really understanding and being that ecosystem of support so that we can help and support families in that first act and not waiting till till they come to us and have um you know that event or crisis when they might not be at a place to emotionally digest even more information around that do you think that the senior living industry does a good job of getting across to the adult child or or the older adult that how much community uh, it, it plays a role in, in um, combating loneliness. It just seems like uh, I've, I've talked with a few people lately that really see the power in that um, versus aging in place and this staunch independence um, that is so typical of Americans. It mm -hmm. seems like kind of pro prohibits them from taking a look at at um we uh, at that we need a village right <laughs> as we hold right. for older <laughs> yeah we sure do we sure do yeah and i i feel that some do right there's some organizations that do provide that community and that education uh for their for their greater place where they where they operate i also feel that uh while it's important we have a great pulse on what's happening, that gives us more awareness of where we need to show up for those families. I would say when I do hear and different family caregiver groups, they also have a mindset that if we move to senior living, we've downgraded in our quality of life. And we know that that's not true. We know that it really is that perspective of uh, when we talk with our loved one and we look at how we as families operate and, and how we can support them, what is going to be the best option for meeting their needs and their desires and the, the care that supports 
their best self. So I think when we approach it from, from that perspective and shift all of the, the conversation around senior living is this wonderful place to have uh, combat that social isolation, to have uh, support, to really develop those relationships. How do we foster that independence and continue our purpose and those things that bring us joy as we age. And this is the place that we can do that. And if it better fits the need of our older adult to have it be in the home and we can make that uh, a priority and set things in place that support that, that's wonderful. And if it looks like that is going to be best supported in a community, then let's really make that happen. You know, one of the conversations I had was also looking at, you know, when we put things in place to promote independence, it's not that we're putting things in place. And Lindsay DeLong spoke of this with Equip Me OT to take away and say that you're not capable of doing something, but we're going to maximize your safety and your quality of life so that you have energy and the capacity to then do the things that you love. So if it's having someone clean your apartment, take care of your meals, help you with your shower so that you have energy reserved to do all the things that bring you joy, then that's the direction that we need to take. I think also for senior living, uh, I would love to see family caregiver tracks and opportunities at conferences. If we're reaching and our demographic and the people that we serve are those adult children and older adults, let's really have an opportunity to understand what their needs are kind of going back to understanding what's happening in the in the care economy and how we can really support them so while we want to better our services and all of the operations and revenue generating opportunities it's really important to really look at the people that we're serving and understand what their needs are and how we can show up really well for them. And then communicating what we offer, really leaning into those respite care, those short-term services, those adult day programs. Those are great opportunities to support caregivers education, understanding how we communicate with our loved one with dementia, how we optimize our time together, all of the different modalities that we can implement that supports caregivers and using language that matches the language that families are using. You know, again, they might not you know, identify as a family caregiver, but family caregiving continues even though our loved one moves into a community. It does. We are responsible for uh, some, in some cases, providing groceries, managing those doctor's appointments. We're still having to have oversight on financial decisions or legal decisions, healthcare. And so that continues while our loved one lives in the community and, and just recognizing that. Well, that's a great segue into my next question, because I know that you uh, spend all day long thinking about <clears throat> caregivers and what are some of the things, um, what are some of the nuggets of wisdom that you would give to caregivers? I know one of the things I hear again and again is um, back to that staunch independence. I don't want to, I never will. Stomping the foot or 
slamming the the hand on the table. So, so how, what are some of the nuggets of wisdom you would share? Oh my gosh, there's so much, but I would say knowing that aging is unknown. We don't know how it will look for us or our loved one. Oh my gosh, if we had a crystal ball, we would all be <laughs> in such mm -hmm. a better place. We each have our own experience and story and care. And so first acknowledging that. Secondly, plan ahead, plan ahead, plan ahead. I know it's hard to do that. We're in a reactive society, right? Things are coming at us quickly. Uh, we've got a lot going on. But if we can put things in place, whether it's making sure those documents are signed ahead of time or understanding and having harder conversations about mom or dad, what do you foresee in your future of living and life looking like? Uh, have you financially prepared for that? And just starting those conversations so we can understand what's coming down the road, right? A lot of us are having children of our own and life is busy and a lot's happening. Uh, but that is the one, again, thing I hear all the time from all of my guests and I've witnessed is that it's just the importance of planning ahead. And I would also say have compassion for yourself not only for your loved one, but for yourself. It can be difficult to walk through this. I know we're processing the potential of losing our loved one, feeling overwhelmed and stressed with some of those decisions that we need to make, but really prioritizing our own needs. So putting things in place that set us up for success. And the stats are, we know that when we do not take care of ourselves as a caregiver, our health suffers. And the statistics show that, that a lot of family caregivers, their wellness and their health takes a nosedive. So how do we plan for making sure that we're a healthy person so that we can take care of other people? Uh, I would also say, try to find the humor. You know, one of my guests, Kitty Norton, who had a documentary, Wine, Women and Dementia, where she shares dementia family caregiver stories. And she really focuses on, you know, if we don't laugh at times, we will cry, you know? So we, while we can still acknowledge that it's hard, we also have to find some of the humor and the joyful moments when we're, when we're going through it. I think it's important to find support. You need encouragement. You need the relief. You need the resource. You need the information. We Feel empowered when we know how to do things. So whether that's seeking out training on different ways to support your loved one or tools that are going to make your life easier. Uh, and we need to feel appreciated and acknowledged. So find that community, seek support, find resource. I love podcasts. They're a great opportunity for that because it's free. You can listen and you can digest it all on your own terms when you're doing other things. We know time is of is of the essence and so valuable. So how do we how do we do things that aren't going to make us feel even more overwhelmed, but that we can feel supported in in what we're doing? You uh, you give back to caregivers with Gigi Betty. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I do. Oh my gosh. So Gigi Betty is a gift shop, a boutique gift shop online that's named after my grandma, who was Gigi Betty Co. And she is, oh my gosh, she was just this like fashionista, spunky lady who had so much energy 
And she also loved to give gifts and was really thoughtful. So the the mission behind that is we donate part of our proceeds to nonprofits to support family caregivers, specifically respite care, because that's the one thing I hear families are like, I just need some time. Um, And while my grandma is no longer with us, I believe that caregiving takes a family on a journey and it's looking at how do we build that community of support. I would see people around me, family caregivers, caring for other conversations, caring for other people. And in conversation, there's something that happens in our shared experience. And so when we're thinking of someone, I always wanted to like give a gift and say, I'm thinking of you. So whether you're a care partner or a caregiver, whether you love someone that is a caregiver or you just want to support the mission of caregiving, we can show that thoughtful gift and reminder that says, you're not alone, I'm thinking of you and I wanna give you something that um, is beautiful and thoughtful. So our gifts are not a tool to help you do your caregiving job better. There's lots of companies that do that well that have, have great products. Ours is a thoughtful, beautiful gift that you can give in memory of someone uh, to build awareness, to be thoughtful. Um, I'm a gift giver and I love being able to, I had a friend lose a mom that she was caregiving for, and I was able to give her something that had a little bit of more meaning behind it. So, and I think, you know, as a collective, and I say this on our website, when we come together, we can be a powerful force for good. I love that, Nicole. It's so awesome. So what gets you most excited these days? Oh my gosh, so much. I feel like what I've really found uh, that's been so fun is interacting with the different people, with the different interviews, is seeing that there are such good people with good hearts that are making a difference in the lives of older adults and family caregivers. So I'm excited to see that there seems to be this momentum happening where the conversation is out there and people are coming together. They're wanting to collaborate and support each other. And we all have this common mission to bring great tools and resource and encouragement to family caregivers. So I think it's been exciting to see how many people have developed wonderful products and missions to support those families. So I'm that's just gets me really excited lately. And I also, on a personal note, just got the schedule for the NFL <laughs> football. <laughs> which I'm a huge football fan. So I was like, oh my gosh, the schedule came out. Football's coming. Um, that is that is just a side note on, on the personal side. <laughs> Who's your team? Which team? Well, okay. So I live in Minnesota. Uh, so Vikings, but the Vikings will always break your heart, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> and they are, so I follow them, but I just love, oh my gosh, I watch all the games. So I love the Buffalo Bills. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to do some really great things this year. Uh, yeah, I'm just excited to to watch all of the great, great uh, games that are going to happen. Well, that's a great answer. Thank you for everything that you do. I'm so glad that we were able to connect and, and join forces, um, hopefully on some 
initiatives moving forward. And I'm just grateful for all, for all that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your work and all that you do. It's been so fun. I know we've been able to witness each other's work and are supportive of that. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You've been listening to the Glowing Older Podcast.